hey planet earth or something this is your boy peeps and thank you for listening to another episode of the people's forum as you know today we are doing a weekday review we're going to be talking about some ant-man and the wasp now that's ant-man 2 not to be confused with ant-man and the wasp quantumania <laughs> which is Ant-Man 3. So yeah, uh, that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, just kind of talking it through. I think I might change up the way that I do my little Wii view today and you know, kind of see how it goes. It's probably going to be a mess. I hope so, because <laughs> I love listening to my train wrecks. So yeah, but yeah, man, let, let's, let's get into this and have fun. Uh, so um, if you're here and you haven't listened to my last review that I did, Wii view that I did on the first Ant-Man movie, I go ahead and check that one out too. But yeah, man, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, came out in, was it 2018? I think it was. And yeah, I, I remember right off the bat after watching this movie, I just thought to myself like, wow, what a great movie. This movie was just as good as the first one. Like I, I couldn't decide if I liked this movie or, or the first Ant-Man better. And that's, you know, I, I feel very similar towards uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy sequels as well. And I, I for that, I am very excited for the third Ant-Man movie uh, coming out on the 17th or the 16th, depending what day you go, uh, of, uh, of February. So, um, yeah, man, uh, I, I again, I remember loving this movie um, after I first saw it. Now, after watching this, does it change where it, it falls in my overall Marvel movies? And it does. And actually, I, I will go ahead and say that I feel that I like this movie a little bit less than origin when I originally went to see it. So unfortunately, at this point, it's a clear um, winner in terms of the first the sequel, Ant-Man and Ant-Man 2. Like I like the first one a lot better. Um, you know, there's a lot more shrunken Ant-Man stuff. It was a great origin story. Uh, the humor was great, but again, don't get me wrong. The humor in this movie is great as well. Um, but I think it was just the whole like, Scott, uh, on what is it called when you, you can't go anywhere and you're locked up. Um, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say so, conf confinement i do this all the time I, I come up with a word that's a simple word and i just can't come i can't think of the, the actual word anyways uh scott can't go anywhere because he's got an ankle bracelet and the police <laughs> got him on lockdown so um they just spent so much of the movie with that and yes i know like very early in the movie he does get away in in a sense you know they keep that ant in the house while he is able to run around and run run amok but i don't know just the whole sokovia accords and being a superhero is illegal i don't care how many times you saved the world like because you saved the world you are now under arrest and if you even think about trying to save the world again you're you're the worst you know like i get but i get it right because this is a these are heist movies and our main character is a quote-unquote criminal criminal I want to be funny and say criminal, but didn't come out. But yes, he's a criminal. So we're supposed to have the the land, the cops and 
you know, against him. So I get it. Like it, it's it falls into the trope. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know. So and we'll see. It's, it seems like that's going to change a bit in the next movie. So we'll see how else that goes. Uh, he's more of he is actually renowned as more of a hero in the next movie, which I feel like in this one he should have been. Um, but yeah. And man, this was like what, like mid phase two when we had so many movies under our belt. We had seen Spider-Man for the first time and uh, we got a great crossover from the Civil War movie. This movie is like directly after Civil War. Um, it was when it kind of takes place. Um, yeah, man, it, it was it was a blast. Um, and I, I man, I remember like Infinity War actually coming out too before this movie. And when it dropped, like the whole thing took place before Infinity War. So the timeline was all messed up. And, um, you know, it wasn't until, you know, the end of the movie where it kind of ties everything together and, and his big role in the end game. So, yeah, man, I don't know, dude. It, it was a great movie. It, it, it fit well within the world, within the universe. There weren't any like Falcon cameos like there were in Ant-Man 1. So it was still a bit disjointed. But again, it, it makes sense at the time when this was released because it was illegal to be a superhero. So there wouldn't be any superheroes just bopping about unless you worked for the government. So, um, yeah. Um, so that that's just kind of like my overall thoughts and feelings of it. Um, very, still very, very much like liked and enjoyed and had fun with this movie. The humor, the cast, the effects with the shrinking and the growing and then the growing, growing, growing. Like it was so much freaking fun. But, you know, like they say in CinemaSins, the movie is not without its sins. And there was a couple little little bit boops that I got here that that bothered me. So. Uh, but I'll just kind of get into some of the things I absolutely loved about this. Now, um, Scott and Cassie, Scott and his daughter. So unlike the last movie, this is a movie where we actually get to see them together more. And one of the, my beefs with the first movie was how his ex-wife and new husband treated Scott. Like, yeah, you're just a dirtbag. But now, like, they really come around and they treat him like the good guy that he actually is. And I love that. And I love the dynamic between all of them. Like, it is a very functional family, uh, despite Scott and his ex-wife not being together. I absolutely love that part of this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, even just Scott and Cassie together, like, I love those two. And it really stinks, you know, and I understand why they did it. You know, it makes sense why they did it. But that the fact that they recast Cassie's character, they needed they needed an older actress to portray her five years in the future. Uh, nobody expected a, um, you know, a, a giant pandemic to, to put us back a couple years. And at this point, we could have just had the original actress play no she's still like what like 12 or 13 but i don't know man i i I think she's great as scott's um daughter um i just love their little uh dynamic and and just i don't know man it's a great little father daughter thing uh abby Ryder fortson i really hope and i'll talk about this a little bit more when i do my my episode one for ant-man and the wasp quantum mania i'm not going to say all that all the time but I really kind of ho- I really hope they bring her back, the actress back, and she doesn't have to be, she doesn't have to replace the Cassie that we have. But you know, like 
there is a multiverse out there. I don't know, man. I, I just would like to see that. We probably won't see her until like the Secret Wars or something like that, right? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, man. I I I love those two. I love uh, her saying she wants to help him. She wants to be his partner, which is leading up to everything that's happening now with Cassie actually having a suit and being able to help them out. I love that. Um, I love the ghost character. Um, now, this will kind of bleed into my dislikes also a little bit. But all in all, I loved the character ghost. I love the actress. I love how she's just portraying that she's doing everything that she's doing, not because she's a bad or evil person, but she just wants to help herself and nobody wants to help her. Everybody wants to use her. And she's just looking for some help and she's in constant pain. Her cells are constantly being broken apart and reestablished. Like I couldn't imagine what that feels like, but I'm assuming it burns. <laughs> it burns is, is all she needed to say in my eyes. But yeah. Um, now kind of going into, I'll go into some things I don't like uh, along with, ghost is there's no real villain in this movie no real villain that is actually actually a threat to scott and aunt family you know like you could say ghost was the real threat but she was kind of a good guy and honestly and i will say too a good thing i was expecting ghost to just die at the end that's what i was she's like, all right she's not that bad but she's not that good but they're gonna kill her off I was ex expecting that kudos for not killing off this character and the fact that she's coming back in Thunderbolts. I am excited for more ghost, but yeah, they didn't have a true villain in this movie and they had uh, the, what was his name? Sonny Birch, the black market dealer. So they had him, but come on, <laughs> come on. Is he a real threat? At no point was he actually a threat. I mean, when he stepped up to the uh, the, the trio, Luis, Kurt, and Dave, when, when he stepped to them, oh my gosh, oh no, they could shoot them and kill them and they die. <laughs> but he wasn't, a, he wasn't a, he didn't pose a real, real threat. So we didn't really, I don't feel that we had a true villain in this one, so which, which kind of sucked, but all in all, like it was, it was fine. I'll, I'll say that. Um, I love the dynamic between ghost and bill, uh, bill Foster, uh, AKA Lawrence Fishburne. I love that. I thought it was really cool. The fact that like, you know, and they didn't even get into that. And I think they could have just given us a little bit more, like maybe at some point bill had lost somebody. So he is helping ghosts character because you know he, he has this nurturing side and he lost um someone young someone that meant a lot to him so i don't know maybe maybe that's a little bit too much but i feel like it kind of it's a good dynamic between her losing her parents and him potentially losing his daughter or son and then them kind of coming together like they did so i don't know but i all in all i love the pairing of those two i thought it was great um i love all the weird stuff all the weird Janet stuff. Now I'm talking about all the quantum uh, verse things like Janet apparently now has superpowers. What, what can she do? What, what is she capable of? And nobody technically really knows yet. All we've seen is that she is able to calm somebody's mind when they're going insane. 
and balance out their quantum energy? <laughs> now, this kind of goes into a problem. And this isn't any fault of the movie. This is my own fault. I am dumb. I am too dumb for this movie. And that's an issue with me. <laughs> they are talking about like quantum physics and quantum entanglements. And uh, what did what did she say? Like she has something wrong with her and they call it. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Quantum void. That was another term that they used in this. Um Man, I can't remember. I'll, I'll bring it up at, at some point. But oh, disequilibrium. That's that is the special ability that Ghost has where she come, she phases in and out of reality. I don't know what any of that means. I think it's good. I think it makes sense. I don't know what any of it is. Why does Ghost need Janet's quantum energy? Can't she just is it doesn't quantum energy just exist in the quantum that like can't she just why does it have to be specifically Janet's quantum energy that ghost needs you'll kill her ah maybe maybe not but I'm willing to risk it really Bill oh yeah you're right oh, you're right all right I'm not gonna do that <laughs> but yeah so the fact this movie is super I'm sure all this stuff makes sense to somebody but none of it made sense to me I'm trying I was trying what is a quantum void why? Why? What's a? What is quantum entanglement? What does that even mean? How was Janet able to put a message in Scott? It wasn't a message she put into Scott. It was an antenna. What? <laughs> How? Why him? Maybe they'll explain it a little bit later. But does this? Does anybody that goes to the quantum verse just? Hey, hey, look at that guy. He doesn't belong here. Let me stick an antenna inside of him. Poor Scott was probed without his permission, and I'm not okay with that. I don't know. Sorry, I'm being dumb. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, uh, all that stuff. So yeah, I'm just and again, no fault, no fault of the movie. I should have done some quantum uh, physics research before I watch this movie, and I feel like I need to do that before I watch the next one. Uh, let's see, what else did I like? Um, there was a lot of action in this uh, compared compared to the first one. Uh, the first one had a lot of, I, I would say kind of, it, it had a lot of action as well. Um, most of it was his jobs kind of jump, like, um, you know, going in and stealing something or trying to steal something, you know, like a, a lot of the first one had to do with that or them preparing for it where this one, man, like they went into that car chase and dude, that whole scene, it felt like it lasted like 30 minutes. They started, uh, leaving the 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 built the the building the incredible shrinking building and yeah like they were just nonstop action going from car to car um scott's uh oh that that's a different thing i can go on to scott's like suit malfunctioning that was just a great addition to the movie uh, <laughs> i love that um but um yeah this is super long action scene um to them even going to the the dock where uh the docks where Scott turned into giant man for the 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 second time but was much bigger than he was the first time and uh yeah man it it lot it was it was fun a lot of action in this one which i i like and i appreciate um i like the uh the 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 um, irony of Scott breaking hope and Hank out of prison 
Like the first movie is him getting locked up because of it's Hope's fault. And they give him the suit and then he breaks out of prison. This one, it's in reverse where they got locked up and Scott has all these plans and gets the ants and gives them uh, gives them an out. So I like that. That was a lot of fun. And it just kind of makes their little reunion in the in the car. Just just just, you know, just that much better. So, yeah. Um, I really like. And I didn't notice this the first time I saw the movie and all y'all going to be like, yeah, peeps, we've been telling you about. No, I didn't notice this at all. And maybe I didn't. I just I just forgot. But when Hank met up with Janet in the quantum verse. They you know met up and she used her special powers and it was a sweet little reunion between the two of them. Great. Like like S plus actors doing S plus acting. <laughs> But as they're leaving, the camera holds for just a second. And in the background, you can see a city. There's a whole city behind Janet. And I never freaking noticed that. Not behind Janet, but behind the characters. I never noticed that whole city that, that existed there. And I'm like, man, did they did they add this after the fact? Is this like a Disney adding it? You know, it's just because... The, the movie was coming out and one month before the movie came out they they threw that in there because i want i watched it on disney plus so i gotta i gotta check it out on my my purchased copy just in case but i didn't notice that whole city there and i'm like dope like what a great way to set up a sequel like this movie could literally just exist on its own yes it is a precursor to endgame but it was it did so well on setting up the next potential Ant-Man movie. I there's so many things I'm catching in this that loose ends that they never touched on that I love and I appreciate. That city. What's that city about? We're gonna find out in the next movie. I think it's called Chronoopolis or something. And what's up with Janet and her powers? Why is she able to do that? I don't know. We're gonna find out in the next movie. Um they what was Ant Man collecting when he got trapped in the in the quantum verse, it was called like healing particles. Uh, and he said like, Oh, we're going to collect healing particles for our ghost friend. Like, okay, cool. So they're setting up that there's still something going on with ghosts and they're still trying to get her, um, you know, still trying to fix whatever's going on with her. So there's a lot of little bips and boops that they threw in there. And I love that. And I appreciate it. It's really cool. Another thing that I loved is ghosts abilities. Ghost has this thing where she's like phasing in multiple areas, but it's almost as if, and again, I'm an, I'm an idiot. So forgive my dumbness, but it's, it almost exists almost as if she is existing in multiple realities because you'll see that she will walk through a door, but then as some of the shadows show her pushing the door open, like it's, it's neat and it's weird. I I love seeing all the different like she'll dodge a bullet, but she just stands still and the bullet goes through her. But then there's other versions of her that you see that flash for a split second that look like she's Matrix dodging the bullet. Um, I love the effects of Ghost. She is such a neat character. And again, I don't know what the heck she is. Again, they call it that um that trans not trans, what was it? Dis something i don't know man i already forgot what it's called but yeah uh disequilibrium that's what it's called 
And so, yeah, I like that. It was dope. Um, so kudos. Um, you know, them kind of touching on shield and shield made her a weapon for such a long time. I think it's very interesting that that's something we haven't heard of. Like, okay, she made him, they shield made her a weapon for many years. Did they make anybody else a weapon? Like what else is going on with that? Like that's a whole bag of donuts that nobody has touched on. Agents of Shield, why didn't you get it together and you guys just work together for that Agents of Shield show? That would have been a great little connection on how Shield used superheroes and and brainwashed them to do uh to use them as assassins or, you know, jobs or whatever. Yeah. Neat, interesting. I want more. Um yeah, uh, the whole bit, you know, with True Serum and Luis, it was great. And yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, uh, that, that whole bit was funny until the very end where they give <laughs> they give all of them the True Serum. And the guy that's like, it's not True Serum. <laughs> Just to be at the end of the movie, it is True Serum. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just silly little stupid thing that I enjoy and I love. So I hope you guys did too. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. Again, things that I don't understand. Like as Hank was shrinking, he was start, and then he went out into the quantum realm. He was like losing his mind, right? Like he was, he was, he he found himself back at home, and he was just kind of out of it. Like, what was any of that about? Like, and how did Janet fix it? Just things that I don't know. We don't have answers to. So, um, so yeah, guys, uh, that's just kind of like my overalls and, and everything about this movie. Again, I, I absolutely enjoyed it. I absolutely loved it. Um, like there's little, little bits and pieces that I liked and dis- didn't like the little ant that they had, uh, covering for Scott and all of his, uh, daily activities was, was fine. It was funny. Um, man, agent Wu, like uh, showing back up later on in WandaVision, and the whole full circle thing with uh, Scott showing him the uh, the little magic trick and then him doing that for that one bit in uh, in WandaVision. It was great. I don't know. It's just it, I the only thing I'm say, I'll say about Wu is I think it would have been cool if Wu was like at the very end when Wu was like, what did you did you want to go out and get a bite to eat? If Scott would have been like, yeah, man, let's go, you know, like. To kind of say like, yeah, like we may have our differences and you might be after me. But at the end, like, you know, I'm a good person. We can we can still be friends and just kind of have that like frenemies kind of thing. Ah, that would have been fun. I don't know. But obviously they're not going more. They're not leading into Scott versus the police anymore. Scott's going. You got a lot more quantum ish issue, quantum issues (laughs) that he's got to deal with. So, yeah. Um, yeah, um, you know, uh, what about you guys? Like, I, I always, I always ask you guys for your, your feedbacks and, and how you guys felt about things. Like, do you guys think the second Ant-Man movie was better than the first or do you guys prefer the, uh, the first movie? Um, you think the third one's going to, is it going to have that, that, that threequel, you know, whenever there's a, a trilogy and the third movie is always the worst movie. Is that, is that what we're, are we going to have that kind of issue in this one? I don't know. I mean, we we have we know we we have the same director. Uh, we have uh, all the people. Everyone's coming back, except for except for Cassie. I think that's bullcrap. But everyone's back, and I love their little I love their little ant family. You know, it, it's great. 
I, I, I love their ant family. And they're going to be getting into that a lot more in the third movie. Um, I'll be talking about that on my on my uh, episode zero. And uh, yeah, all in all, man, just uh, yeah. If you haven't seen this in a while, I definitely I definitely suggest checking it out. You're going to be confused unless you're uh, you understand quantum physics. And if you do, please let me know. Let teach me the things I don't understand. Reach out to me like peeps. What questions do you have about this movie? Because I need to understand what a healing particle is and where they and why it exists in the quantum verse. I want to understand that. Why is it that Hank and Scott can shrink down to quantum verse size and time not be affected like it was in Endgame? Because if you remember in Endgame, Scott was stuck in the quantum verse for five hours. That. It was in there for five hours, but in reality, it came out to like five years. Well, <laughs> Hank was definitely in the quantum verse for at least 40 minutes. Would that not equate to like, you know, like almost uh, a half a year? You know, like, like that'd be like at least what, like six months, I would think. Maybe seven, eight. I don't know. So we'll see. Um, maybe, maybe he wasn't, maybe the, maybe they just fast forwarded through everything and they, they, you know, he was actually only in there for five minutes. So it it made sense with time. I don't know. Um, what the heck is this, (laughs) this equilibrium and how did she get it? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, guys, uh, thank you guys for, for hanging out with me. I appreciate y'all. Um, I will be getting my weekday review out or, or my uh, episode one out for the uh, quantum mania. Uh, that'll be out next week. Uh, I want to get it out before the movie is released. So that'll be a thing. Maybe, maybe we'll do that for the Marvel DC cinematic Monday. I don't know. So I don't know. We'll have fun. We'll, 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 we'll do the thing. So as always, I appreciate y'all for hanging out with me. Um, I give my shout outs to reddragonsradio.com. That's where DX Don Mega and a bunch of other podcasters have uh, have their, you know, it's, it's the hub. Um, shout outs to, uh, you know, some of the folks that I, I have come on the People's Forum. Uh, friggins, buddy, I, you got to have you on. Uh, even DX Don Mega. Um, you know, you can follow those dudes on the Twitters. Uh, follow me. You'll, you'll see them. Yeah. Um, uh, if you want to give uh, your boy Peeps some coffee, I can take a cup of coffee. It might help me keep going. Uh, it's uh, I have a, a little button on my player. Uh, just buy me a cup of coffee is what it says. Appreciate it. And man, I think that's uh, I think that's about it that, that, that I have for y'all. So as always, again, thank you very much for listening. Uh, appreciate y'all faces. Y'all stay green. And uh, yeah, I'll catch y'all later. All right, then I'm out. The People's Entertainment. Yeah. Red Dragon.